today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. All eyes are on uh, Germany and Hamburg, Germany, more specifically, as the G20 summit gets underway. Uh, I mean, they assembled there over the last couple of days uh, for photo ops and some uh, private meetings uh, and one-on-one meetings, but uh, they're going to try to get their agenda going today. Uh, there have been protests, of course. There's always protests during the G20 summits. Uh, where the meetings are taking place. So what are they going to accomplish? Uh, what are they going to walk out of here and say, hey, I'm glad we met because we've done this? Anything at all, really? Joining us to talk about this is Stephen Sademan, uh, who is the Patterson Chair in International Affairs, Norman Patterson School of International Affairs at Carleton University, uh, and always a welcome guest here on CHML. Stephen, thank you so much for the time. It's great to have you with us today. My pleasure. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the setup for what's going on here in Munich right now. And uh, when you compare this to some of the past G20s, uh, if, if we just look back and, and, and the highlights of those, I, 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 I'm hard-pressed, Stephen, to say, boy, that was a pretty productive G20 back in whatever year that was. But we certainly remember the protests, uh, which always seem to supersede anything if, uh, that, that gets accomplished in this, which, which begs the question, are these really fruitful exercises? It varies from uh, G20 to G20. Sometimes they have some resolutions. Sometimes they develop uh, policies. Sometimes they endorse things that are agreed to ahead of time. And sometimes they have a variety of sidebar conversations that are productive. Uh, Yes, the protests always crowd out the rest of the news, but it, it sometimes makes sense for these kind of, these leaders to get together to try to figure out uh, how to deal with some common problems. Yeah, and I understand obviously that the, you know the media's got the cameras trained on that. I mean, are you going to sit there and and watch uh, you know Mr. Macron and Mr. Trudeau shake hands, or do you want to see somebody throwing uh, smoke bombs at, at a crowd? I, I get that as far as as the news coverage is concerned on that, but but from a substance standpoint, uh, let's talk about what they're going to be talking about today. Uh, the main topics that, uh, and among many of them, uh, is going to be terrorism. Of course, they're going to try to talk about trade and about uh, climate. Terrorism, I would think, Stephen. There's there's probably pretty general consensus, I would think, among the G20 about what they need to do and maybe what they want to do. Yes, I, of all the issues, that's the one they probably will come closest to. Because remember, the G20 are, are a bunch of different countries, includes China and Russia. So it's not exactly a club of countries that see eye to eye, even when the United States is not led by somebody like Donald Trump. And so the question is how to deal with ISIS now, given that uh, Mosul has nearly fallen, that, that uh, ISIS is on the back uh, backpedaling in, in Syria, because all these raise difficult questions about what to do next. And I, that's the thing is I'm not sure what they will decide to do, because... Uh, the Russians will prefer to support Assad. Uh, the Americans used to prefer not to support Assad and uh, support opponents to Assad. And so it's not entirely clear what they're going to agree to about terrorism besides maybe you know technical uh, cooperation to share information and to share uh, schemes about how to uh, sift through and make sure that terrorists don't can't move their money or can't move across borders. Well, and therein lies part of the problem, as you mentioned, especially, for instance, from the U.S. and, and Russian standpoints. Uh, are we on the same side about fighting ISIS? Yes, we are, certainly are, but it's it's methodology, isn't it? I mean, because let's face it, for the last few years now, there's been, I, I think, some legitimate questions about what the Russians' intentions are in Syria. You know, they, they went in there with the intention of fighting ISIS, but at the same time, uh, you know, the, you, you have to question whether or not what the alternative might be here is that they're actually just trying to support Assad in his fight against ISIS to maintain his, his grip of power in that country, which, as you say, was contrary to the U.S. position before. Do we know the U.S. position now? 
Uh, we never really know what the U.S. position now until Donald Trump tweets it. So <laughs> it, it's going to be hard to tell because there's been some talk of some sort of grand compromise uh, between the United States and Russia, uh, and, and Trump has made noises about uh, Assad not being so bad, and we've had mixed signals from his Secretary of State Tillerson on this. So it's really hard to say what's going to emerge out of this because uh, it's it's really uncertain about what Trump believes or supports or, or whether he'll get manipulated by Putin when they meet today. Uh, we really have no idea what's going to come out of that conversation. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.